right. Live in like six seconds. All right. Uh, maybe a little less. Maybe a little more. Hard to tell. This is definitely more of an art than a science. Uh, <laughs> look at that. We just started. We've already had three minutes viewed. Somehow. Uh, yeah. Not sure how that works. But, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 134 of the Maritime Milson Podcast. My name is Brad O'Dell, and I have no co-host with me because they're all too busy having real lives. Uh, also, it's Halloween, so uh, I think they're uh, kids and stuff. So, uh, however, how cool is this, though? We've got, uh, well, I've got you down as F.S. Ben. <laughs> hey. So, uh, from First Strike. So say hi Indeed. to everybody. Oh, look at that. Already been shared. Sorry, folks, my phone is buzzing, and I have to go on and look at that now. Uh, so, let me fix that. There we go. Now people can actually see us, because I haven't done this in a week, and I've lost total track of things. Um, so, basically, some big news, if you haven't heard, if you're not involved in the MegFit community, you probably haven't heard, uh, is that uh, the FSR, or the First Strike Round, has uh, got, what is ASTM approval, or... No, not no. approval. So, What's the wording? It, it's not an approval. So what we were doing for two and a half years was republishing the standard to include shape projectiles. There we uh, go. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's that's the biggest misconception is there's some sort of approval process. No, because they're uh, not like an authority. They're just uh... yeah, they're a consumer based um, non for profit that that uh, puts forward quality control standards for other manufacturers right gotcha. so it's, yeah and again i hit the ground running two and a half years ago when i when i came aboard here and inherited this not so fun job of getting this through <laughs> but uh it's done now so that's good that's good but uh it was I, i'm still learning about astm and and how it operates and it's not the sim most simple process um but you know, we, we had a lot of support through the process, and that helped. That helped grease the wheels a little bit. Gotcha. Sure. Oh. Sorry. Um, looks like something is... Uh... Okay, I think everything's working. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I just want to make sure that the audio is... is set up so that they can that we're talking at the same time as the uh, as the video last last week it got all messed up and i want to make sure that the settings are good because it didn't look professional not this is a professional show what he means uh okay so the astm is not some overarching insane authority that that tells insurance companies how to behave because that seems what the, correct, a lot correct, of the, yeah. the a lot of people think is that just because astm now says that first strike rounds are equivalent to a paintball that all insurance companies must now bow down to it and that's, again, that's not necessarily completely true. Um, you know, again, it's a, it's an advisory committee. Um, you know, let's say hypothetically there is litigation for anything, right? And there's, there's committee groups for anything you can think of in the sporting goods world as well as just manufacturing in general. Um, I keep threatening to join the curling uh, ASTM committee and the, and the pole vaulting committee just because there are committees that do that. But let's say hypothetically, you know, you're pole vaulting and your pole breaks and stabs you and all that good stuff. The first thing often in litigation is they will go look at the standard 
to make sure the product um, performed the way it was supposed to. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and that's not the only reason that, that committee's there, but from an insurance standpoint, they're kind of the same way. They're going to go look at the ASTM to see if there was if the product complied to what the the not necessarily the requirements, but the performance standards that uh, are tied to that product. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. I follow mm-hmm. that. Okay, cool. Yep. And and so you know, in the the long run of this two and a half years, uh, when the product was developed uh, in two thousand seven. It complied to the standard. The only way it didn't comply was that it wasn't spherical. Wait, that uh, was an actual like requirement? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So in the in the old standard, the only thing we changed from the old standard to the new standard is literally the word shaped projectile. We added that in there. Uh, from a breakage standpoint, a, a uh, staining standpoint, all the same tests. Um, we we performed and, and passed with flying colors. Uh, cool. Wait, to, so to, staining tests, like they had to actually test the fill yeah. or like the shell yeah. or like you test the fill, you test the shell. There's there's a, a five or six different um, uh, components that you basically show them. Hey, here's my product. It complies to the standard, um, except for, and our except for was it's a shaped projectile. Gotcha. Um, yeah, because even in the in the old standard, it didn't address um, the makeup of the shell. Uh, it didn't say gelatin or anything like that. So that was we we really uh, we had a few people look into it um, from a legal standpoint, and, and our round actually based on how the standard was written complied already. But you know we we wanted we wanted general acceptance, right? So that yeah, players yeah. fields. Dealers, insurance agents all understood, hey, there's no inherent extra risk with this product. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. So you just yeah. you you basically wanted somebody else to be like, no, 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 he's not lying. It really is safe. <laughs> correct, correct. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. all <laughs> so, you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, so to that end, you know, I think we we segued pretty far away from your original question, but that, the that, that. the um the fight really isn't over, right? So now we have to overcome um, around two and a half years of bad information that's been proliferated through the market, uh, to fields, to dealers, to players. Um, and, and, you know, we've, we've have a good crew of guys in our pro staff and our dealer network and, and our team here that have helped try to communicate that message. And we had a lot of fields switch and just wholesale changed insurance providers, uh, to allow shape projectiles and first strike rounds and wow. and uh, onto their field. And, you know, I think wow. we had uh, in February of last year of this year we had 23 field switch carriers, which wow, that's which goes sure. on to explain you know, hey, Magfed is here uh, and it's growing. Now we're still we still have some challenges with fields understanding what Magfed guys want. You guys are a fickle crew, um, but you know, the best we can do is to help educate them so that we have more places to play. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. And it's a shame that, uh, my guy Tuda couldn't come on cause the man like eats, sleeps and breathes first strikes. <laughs> like if he has the chance, like if he goes to a field, the very first question is, can I use first strikes? That, that is yeah. just boom. His first question, uh, to the point where he 
sometimes gets a little upset when he can't use them. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we have a lot of a lot of players in the community that have made the change and aren't aren't planning on changing back. Yeah, um, right. I, I have to. You know, we're still perfectly satisfied paying paying the price, um, and it really comes down to a round per hit uh, equation in their head. And if they're hitting more people. With less shots, you know, it all kind of uh, equals out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yep. exactly the way it works, right? So, because uh, I know I, I have to admit that last weekend, yeah, no, not the weekend that just went through, but the weekend before that was the first time I actually played a whole game using first strike rounds. Um, and we joked about it that, like, I was in a bad mood when I came back home, and we joked that it was just, it was just first strike withdrawals. Yeah, uh, there you go. And then, uh, you know, so now i got to get used to that. Because out here, out east here in the East Coast Canada, I think I can't think of any fields that allow first strikes. Really? Maybe one. Yeah, they're uh, they're all pretty uh, – now, most a lot of the fields are pretty small, so you don't really – you don't need yeah. that, that extra range or that ac- extra accuracy. But there are – there's a couple of fields where I could really use it and – they're they're, yeah. they're hesitant. I don't know. We're we're still working on them though. We're yeah. And, and I mean, the crazy part about Canada is their insurance laws are completely different than the U.S. And don't it doesn't you know ASTM doesn't really apply to Canada, right? So ASTM really has everything to do with the U.S. and the U.S. insurance and all that good stuff. So Canadian, you know, we have a lot of Canadian partners that in there was no insurers that were giving them a hard time never was so again that that kind of was propagated by bad information um and and it is a new product and as a field owner you know i can um coming from you know globally a a larger paintball business you always want to protect your consumer uh and to make sure it's a good time um and and they're going to sit back and wait and that that makes perfect sense it's up to us to educate them uh and tell them why they should give it a shot and and how to use it, and you know, if we're not we're not with the ASTM standard. We're not mandating everyone has to use it. You still, as a field owner, can say, "Listen, I don't want to use it." Uh, you know, we, we don't. There's nothing we can do about that. We just want everyone to understand. Hey, there's no there's no inherent risk to use it. So right, nobody's going to get hurt using it. Correct. You know, if they're going to get hurt, they would have gotten hurt using a paintball. Yep. Yep. The same way a field can say, "Listen, we're only going to shoot 50 caliber rounds." Okay, that's you know that's your how you run your business. We have have no problem with that. Um, (laughs) We'll just sell our product elsewhere. Yeah, Uh, well, from our from our point when we were working through the ASTM, is there was groups that wanted a completely separate standard for shape projectiles, and why we didn't want that was that then creates a whole nother issue uh, when it comes to insurance and. Uh, supplemental policies and, and more cost. And what we didn't want to do was make the field have to pay more to be able to provide experience for MagFit guys. Um, and that's since the round was built to comply with the, the historical standard, there was no reason to change. Okay. Good enough. Yep. So it took yep. two years. What, what exactly took the two years? Is it just like all the tests can't be done all at once or is it just... No, no. Our, uh, from a testing standpoint, we've been done for two and a half years. We've provided the data to uh, 
the ASTM subcommittee, um, and that's how we started the, the, the steps to get the standard changed. Um, there was a third-party study done by you know, David Williams, Dave Cady, and Lou Arthur um, that, that was supplemental data that they provided um, yeah. to ASTM to, to kind of show um, arguments against where some of the other guys were going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, it's simply, you know, the frustrating part was it, there's two ASTM meetings a year. Um, oh, you, vote, you vote at each meeting. Um, each vote, there's an ability to appeal. Uh, when you appeal uh, and write, you know, why you're dissenting, you have a dissenting opinion, then you vote on the dissenting opinion. And it, it just crawls through at a pace that is pretty tough to deal with. I'd uh, probably flip the table and walk out. Yeah, I, you know, it sounds uh, like something I would lose my mind at. Yeah, you know, we, we, we held our tongue the best we could. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, but I would tell you the, the most important part that we saw was, you know, uh, testimonials from players. We had field owners that ha- have been in the industry for 30 years come to meetings nice. to talk about why they enjoy letting shape projectiles and, and mag fed to their, uh, they enjoy those customer base. It's a growing segment uh, and it's a smart play to, to rewrite the standard the way it's to include shape projectiles. So, Absolutely. you know, we had the, the subcommittee had never seen growth like it's seen through the two and a half years for people joining specifically uh, to have a, to have a say in this standard uh, uh, side, side note on this, on the committee on ASTM is anyone can join ASTM uh, as a manufacturer, as a dealer field, as a consumer. So we had a lot of consumers join um, just so they could sit in on the meetings and have a, have a vote on uh, getting this pushed through. So, uh, and, and uh, again, now I'm, you know, I leave next week for the next ASTM meeting. So I encourage everyone to, uh, to jump in cause you know, we're going to continue to make improvements to the current standards and, and, uh, go from there. Neat. I think I'm going to take, I'm going to do what you said. I'm going to join the curling ASTM as a consumer. Just, yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I, you know, I have I, no idea about anything about curling though, but I, you know, <laughs> I Whatever it doesn't matter, right? right? Voice my opinion. Uh, yeah, no, that's cool. I like that 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 you guys are encouraging the consumer. I mean, it's only it's only makes sense to encourage the consumer to help out because yeah. the consumer is going to basically kick the front door in and say, "We want this." Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's a consumer driven um, uh, committee. Um, you know, one of the popular examples is you know five years ago there wasn't a subcommittee based for drones. Right, that's a whole new thing. Um, and it's not, there's no guidelines when you jump into the business, if it's a brand new business, but then they try to comment on the back end and make sure that, you know, no one's making something that's just going to blow up as soon as little Tommy starts flying around his house. Yeah, absolutely. It it makes sense to have, I understand why they're there. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. um, so tell me when it, when, when it was made official, like when, when they, when they finally said, and I assume it's in writing that the, the FSR is, or the shape projectile is uh, equivalent to, to the standard paintball. 
Was mm-hmm. there like a celebration? You guys like like bust out the champagne that was in the chiller for two and a half years? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. No, what I mean? no. Um, sure, there's a big uh, sigh of relief that we can move past this. Um, you know, it has been a uh, a, a a time killer for me. Um, you know, and it's it's had its ups and downs. Uh, I'm ready to move on for sure. Uh, <laughs> bigger and better things and stuff that you know. We've done actually... it. Okay, can we work yeah. on something else now? Yes. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, from the from the ASTM standpoint, there's you know there's all sorts of stuff that needs to be updated that hasn't been. It's been a little antiquated. Um, you know that we're going to start to get to address here shortly, which you know we've literally in the two and a half years haven't touched any of that other stuff because our meetings have completely been taken up by this shaped projectile standard. So uh, okay. it's going to be nice from even from that standpoint to move on. And from a business standpoint, obviously, you know, as a company, we're happy to get it uh, pushed through um, so that we can we can further start to educate, you know, all our field and dealer partners on on the merits of, of shaped projectiles and first strike rounds. Cool. Uh, okay. One last ASTM quote unquote question. Uh, with with the testing, I know there was a whole lot of testing done uh, by Dave at Karmatech. Uh, mm-hmm. He did a ton of testing. Like I, I honestly, I tried to read through it and just <laughs> like my eyes started to glaze over. I was like, "This is this is beyond me. This is over my head." Um, we can get get the cliff notes for you if you want. There we go. I'll take the cliff notes. Uh, that's how I got through high school. Cliffnotes.com. Yeah. Uh, but that ever, that only ever seemed to be like the only like official looking paperwork I ever saw. So like lab testing and stuff was that ever was that ever an option or was that ever a thought to do like to hire a lab? We we can we could we we started talking to some of those guys. It just it wasn't a requirement. Um, the data that that Dave and Dave and Lou provided was was certainly more than adequate to prove what we had to show, which from an impact standpoint, there is no, there's not a difference. Um, Where we had some committee members get sideways was they want to create a new standard around to measure impact. And for us, that was a moving the goalposts um, process, which, which basically would have put us on the sidelines for another two years Okay. As we wrote, rewrote an entirely new standard based on new testing methods and all that good stuff. And, and from day one, we, we told them, you know, we're on board um, with, with redoing that standard to include more of a impact test. Uh, because, frankly, you know, I, you, you play as well as all the guys that are here listening. Mm-hmm. Um, bad paintballs are really getting bad. And it's it's hurt the industry to a certain extent, and those are the rounds that are going to be impacted the most when it comes to impact testing. It's not going to be shape projectiles, and it's not going to be good quality paint. It's the cheap stuff, um, yep. and and that's a whole nother uh, major hurdle to overcome. Uh, and and a long, I'm not saying it, it's not uh, something we shouldn't go after. I, I do believe. We should readdress it. Just from our standpoint, it was, hey, we we utilize the ASTM standard to create this round. You can't you can't just arbitrarily move the goalposts on us, um, or for you know you Canadians up there the the hockey net. You can't move the hockey net on us. <laughs> we do it all the time. It's when you it's when you go to yeah. check the goalie out of the way, so you can right? get it in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. That all right. Good enough. Um, 
That would kind of that'd be interesting though. That would kind of turn the industry on its head if everything went from FPS to uh, impact oriented. Yeah, um, yep. that'd be interesting. I would. Hmm. It makes things a lot more difficult. That that's the other that's the other aspect. It um, would, but it would also be a great way to tell a lot of people like to sit down and shut up and say, "No, it didn't hit harder." Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. we measured it. It didn't hit yep. harder. Uh, that would suck. That's though, the, can you imagine every field having to swap out their equipment. Yeah, no, and that's that's one of the major issues is you know when and where do you test it? Um, yeah, you know for us again because how we manufacture it makes it pretty easy. Our product stays. Um, pretty much the same way as when it leaves the, sh- the, uh, the machine where gelatin paintballs, you know, with temperature, humidity, you know, they they can fluctuate and yeah, a little bit, a little if bit. it can leave the factory and test appropriately. And then, you know, you, you have the same lot of paint going to Florida that you have going to Quebec, you're going to run into some issues. Yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely true. Um, yep. okay, cool. So, yeah. Uh, let's, let's move this, uh, well, not to, not to move, well, move the conversation <laughs> along, I guess. I don't know. Let's move on to Less the second more. one. Less what? is more. Less, Less is, is more. more. Less is more. Uh, the FSC or the yes. uh, FS, I, I, it's, I have a new pet peeve. I discovered mm-hmm. it online is when you, when you go to look up this, the new pistol that, that first strike is creating, people have it labeled as the FSC first strike compact pistol. And yep. I, I hate it. So, I can't. I can't stand the, the, all the letters and the words. Um, <laughs> but it's it's like saying that you have a, an SIN social insurance number. Um, Correct. So <laughs> technically, I guess the product would be the compact pistol. Yeah, which I'm, it's fine. We're going to call it the compact and, pistol. We're going to call it the new pistol. Yeah, um, the new pistol, the new compact pistol. Yeah, we're very excited. Uh, it's very cool. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, go look at it. Go find a picture of it. I forgot to put a picture on the podcast. Uh, and I'm not going to go do it now because that means I have to type on my mechanical keyboard and it's going to make a lot of clicking sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it still planned? Because some, some of the retailers are advertising that it's supposed to come out in the winter of 2017. Is that still... I'm not gonna, we're not looking for exact dates, but winter at least is a season so we can have an, a rough idea. Um, All indicators say we're going to start shipping the first units in December. Very cool. Yep. So we should we, see them in the wild by like January. Yeah, you should. Yes, at that fields. Yes, you'll see them in January. We've uh, already taken pre-orders from uh, select partners uh, cool. to make sure we get them uh, the initial product prior to Christmas, so that they can, uh, you know, make some boys and girls pretty happy on uh, uh, December twenty-fifth. I know I want one. <laughs> Because, okay, so I got a question about it because I assume you've held one. Uh, yeah, yeah. like I said, <laughs> I, I told you earlier, all my stuff is in transit right now. We've been yeah. on the road. Uh, we're heading back out uh, this weekend or next weekend to Fold the Gap. So all my stuff is somewhere in Iowa probably right now. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, okay, I got a question about it. The mm-hmm. the grip of it, the actual the the, mm-hmm. the grip of the pistol, is it yep. smaller than the other uh, the previous pistols? Yep, uh, I think we are measuring. Uh, don't don't quote me here, but I th- believe it's twenty percent uh, smaller diameter than the original eight point one. I'll take it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
Excellent, because so, I, got, I got little hands, so I have to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, the FSC is uh, specifically a product that the consumers ask for. Uh, is it a revolutionary product from an operational standpoint? No, it runs the same 8.1 engine um, that we've, that's been bulletproof for the last, uh, shoot, I don't know, before I got here, so a lot of years. Um, but the complaints were the grip is too big, and I want it to be more realistic sized. Um, yes. And so that's what we did. We, we made the grip as tiny as we could. Um, we, we did some innovative stuff from a air source um, side of things. We, we're going to use an 8 gram in the, stand, in the new magazines that come with it. 8 gram, uh, eight gram CO2s? Yep. 8 gram CO2s, yep. So you'll get, uh, you know, I think, around 13, 14 shots off an 8 gram without any issue. Um, so you should be able to shoot two mags, no problem. Um, now what we did is we made sure that the old magazine, the standard 8.1 magazine, works as well. So if you're a guy that's been carrying 8.191 forever and you've got a boat ton of magazines, those will all work just fine with your new pistol. Cool. I can also um, buy but, eight grams on Amazon. Correct. Buy? Yep. Eight grams are, everyone panicked <laughs> for a second about eight grams. I said, oh no, there's eight grams everywhere. You just got to know where to look. Uh, uh, I found them in the Elka-Seltzer section on Amazon. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, no, the Soda Stream section in grocery stores and all sorts of good stuff. And obviously all we're right. going to have uh, eight grams. Our distribution partner, Vulcan, um, they're already starting to source eight grams. So eight grams will be plenty abundant. Um, Wicked. Yep. So, you know, the, again, the, the issues we, we address was just the size. Um, you know, what we can't, what we can't overcome is making it look like a Glock, um, because it still has to shoot a 68 caliber paintball, right? And I'm and sorry, but a Glock would just look ridiculous with a 68 caliber barrel. <laughs> You're right. So there, there is certain design limitations there. Um, uh, but from a function standpoint, it's perfect. Um, you know, what, what's going to be nice, you know, the guy feedback that we've gotten uh, at a couple of the events we've been to is, you know, I'll finally be able to put this on my belt and not dig into my back when I'm sitting in a bunker or I'm going to be able to mount it much higher on my chest and not have it be ridiculous. I'm right? excited. So, to put mm-hmm. it on my leg, and then when I run, it's not going to feel like I've got like a six pound weight swinging from my from my upper leg. Correct. Uh, you Correct. know that's going to be pretty sweet. Yep. Uh, so Hector's been like harassing. Holy God! <sighs> Calm down, oh, buddy. Hector. He wants to know about the extended mag. He knows about the extended magazine. Now so I want to know about the extended mag. <laughs> so we, um, you know, what's going to be nice is shortly we we have a handful of accessories coming for the spring. Um, the extended magazine is just one of those accessories uh, that will take. Um, <laughs> we've got some other stuff. Come on, man! This yeah, is... no. So you know, our pistol. What we what we wanted to do. We take what's good about the T15, and what does everyone really like about the T15 is that it's modular. Um, you, everyone can make it their own, and that's mm-hmm. what we've tried to do with the FSC uh, to allow them to. You know, if they want to run it as just a bare bones pistol, they can do that. If they want to run a machine pistol, there might be some capabilities to do that as well. I like how you had how you did that. That was that was smooth. That was clever. Yep. Um, yep. And some, you know, <laughs> stuff that we we've been picking up. We've been listening to all you guys talk and trying to figure out what what's going to make this a popular item. And I think we've we've really focused on 
one, two, three, four, five items Very that cool. will, you know, make it a pretty exciting product. Awesome. Uh, and most well, of those those accessories should be available. Uh, we're planning on them being available for spring. So there's only, you know, three or four months that you won't have all those accessories, but then you'll be able to start to uh, modulate not, the pistol. That's, that's not bad. I mean, that's that's like cars, right? You buy a brand new car, you're not going to find parts to mod it. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Salas? I think I, I think I said the name right. Uh, he wants to know how long is the stock barrel? <laughs> the stock barrel is like four inches long. Well, that's all you need. Let's be honest here. Yeah, that's yeah. And you know, again, the surprising part is you know we we assumed we were going to sacrifice a lot of accuracy um, by shrinking this thing down as much as we did. But I think what we found is that regular pistols aren't very accurate either. I was going to say um, if you're if you're trying to go for that long shot and you're holding a pistol, you're yeah. doing it wrong. Yep. I'm sorry, yep. but it's a oh. paintball. It's a paintball pistol. I'm okay. Magfed addicts caught the joke. I'm glad that they. Yep. They but we all, the we we have um, we have some select guys out there that are doing video right now. They're going to do some accuracy tests and all sorts of stuff. I think everyone will be uh, pretty excited. Obviously, when you use first strike rounds, it it helps with that accuracy aspect. Um, <laughs> But to get back to, you know, we will talk about the extended magazine, uh, which is pretty neat. What we did, rather than create a whole new magazine um, so you can run, you know, extra rounds, we've built this uh, attachment accessory that slides right onto the bottom of the existing mag. Smart. Uh, that takes it up to, I want to say 13 or 14 rounds. Scott's going to kill me because I don't know all this stuff off the top of my head. But... Um, <laughs> I'm terrible, so uh, I'm just here for the looks. That's what there, I'm here for. There we go, right? That's why That's why you're the one on the podcast. Yeah, but, uh, you know, and so that's going to be a, a pretty affordable accessory. Our goal is to get that thing around, you know, 14 bucks, maybe even less at retail. Um, nice. So, again, when you want to take your magazine from the, the, the six, seven-round capacity to the 13, 14-round capacity, you're going to be able to do that. Um, versus buying all brand new magazines, and it's something that can you can flip out and take off real easy. Fantastic, um, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yep. I had another question to ask. I forget what it was now. Uh, I forget now. I've lost it because I read Jeff's question and it just totally threw me off. What does Jeff want to know? He wants to know who would win in a fight: a horse-sized duck or five four thousand duck-sized horses. Yeah, but the I, duck has eleven patents and voted yes on the standard. Oh, <laughs> oh, that, that's a. We'll have to take that one offline. We could argue about that one back and forth a handful of times. Uh, uh, that's great. Uh, and then he says only seven point two five. I don't know what he means by that. It just it just says only seven point two. Oh, it says how many patents does the the horse hold? It says only seven point two five. Something tells me like there's some like underlying little bit little bit inside joke here going on and uh, oh yeah well with Jeff <laughs> inside joke that's the problem that's the problem uh, that's funny um, okay cool so there's so we got extended mags coming uh, mm -hmm. you guys gonna have like different barrels and whatnot like yep. I don't okay cool so there's gonna be different yep, barrels yep. so we'll um, again we'll have uh, the standard barrel is a smooth bore barrel uh, we'll have a rifle barrel that has a threaded tip. Uh, some of the, the early photos out of PBE this year, you saw a suppressor yep. uh, um, that mounts right on there. 
Uh, we're going to end up doing probably a seven, eight inch barrel. That's a rifled barrel. Okay. Again, that machine pistol style that does some neat stuff to be determined. Uh, okay, sorry, I got questions coming through from my co-host who couldn't make it. Uh, oh, he doesn't get any answers for not making it. <laughs> uh, he wants to know. He says, uh, "He says, can you guys be contacted directly to set up orders, or do field? Uh, sorry, yeah, do fields ha- can fields contact you directly, or do they need to go s- directly through a distributor?" Um, depends on the situation. Uh, okay. Depends on where you're at. You know, Canadian guys, uh, they can kind of do either. Uh, typically in the U.S., we try to have everyone run through Vulcan. Uh, they're our preferred distribution partner, okay. and they do a lot to support us, so we, we try to keep that through there. Um, Canadians, we're, we have a gray area in there, uh, but we have <laughs> guys that distribute. You know, we have Badlands that does a little bit of distribution for us up there. We have Vulcan, who's up there as well, and we have guys that we deal direct with. So uh, depending on the situation, you know, we, we like to try to deal with fields when we can. Dealers... Uh, we probably prefer dealers to go through uh, Vulcan uh, just because from a we're, – we're good at a lot of things, but getting orders out in a timely fashion, you know, we're not built to do that. We're built more as a, as a manufacturer where small orders can Vanish. can uh, get sideways in a hurry. And yeah. uh, so it's easier. That, that's what they're built to do. You know, They're built to get orders out in 24 hours, and we'd rather just utilize their uh, their strengths. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with sending you to the to the to the professionals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, they have facilities all over the place, right? So, typically, they're a day or two uh, shipment away uh, from from most dealers throughout North America, for sure. There we go. Awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, and that's 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 it. I've run out of questions for the about the pistol. <laughs> Because <laughs> you you answered, I was going to ask if there was any planned upgrades or components. You just sort of like rolled into that. You just totally derailed oh, my whole plan. Well, it was Hector. Hector ruins everything. It's, it's Hector's fault. Everyone just blame Hector. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Very cool. I'm excited for this. This honestly, this like because I I don't own a well, I technically own a pistol. Yeah. The, the girlfriend owns a pistol. Um. <laughs> she's got a Tipex. Um. But I'm yeah, I'm ass. genuinely excited it's about different. it. Two different categories. Yeah, no, but I, I just I'm genuinely excited about this pistol because it's it looks like it is compact. It doesn't look like a shaved down mark. Yeah, you yep. know it's it's t- nothing wrong with the Tipex. You know, if anyone wants to come scream at me saying the Tipex is the best thing in the world, and I'm sure for them it is. No, and we certainly don't say that either. The Tipex is it does a lot for the community, right? Um, we we feel that's probably more of an opening price point item, right? It's not as modular as say, as our gun's going to be. Um, right. Yeah. Speaking of which, when oh. yours comes apart, does it mm-hmm. split down the middle or is it like, no. does no, it no, no, slide no. sort of like the top slide that, is there an upper? Yeah. We have, we have a, a frame and then an upper body. Oh, thank God. Yeah. 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 So there's, there's not going to be any like slowly splitting open a marker and hoping to God that little trigger spring doesn't fire off no. in the sky. And it's <laughs> no. gone forever. No, there is, there is some some learning curve to you know working on our stuff, but it's not it's not too bad. Uh, it's a little more complex. It is an internally regulated uh, launcher, so you know there's okay. a little bit more to it. Um, but you know the guys who who run them, you know they swear by them. Uh, cool. They'd be it's the only pistol they'll shoot. So, um, 
Oh, the mag. I wanted to ask about the mag. I think I already know the answer to this. But if I put a CO2 in it and I eject the mag, is it? Is it? Are we sticking with the pressurized mags? Or... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought because I saw the I saw the CO2 holder and I was like, it's got to be a pressurized mag. Um, yeah. Because I used to own, I own like the. As far as I know, it was like the first Tiberius pistol to come out. Probably the original eight one eight the T eight. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think I had a T eight and. Uh, I loved the idea. I was like, this is actually amazing. And then as soon as I took it to the field, I realized my hands are too small for it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is brutal. Like, <laughs> that, That's, again, you know, one of the things that guys like about ours and some guys don't like about ours is that we keep the gas in the grip. And, you know, we've, we've shaved the grip as much as we can, but right. kept the gas in the magazine. It's, so it's you know, I think structurally can be any thinner. Mm-hmm. It might just explode. Yep. You, if we put that jets anywhere else on that gun, it goes back to the regular length. And so we don't want to do that. We're no, not going to regress like, at this point. An actual like compact pistol. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited to have, get my hands on one. I don't, I don't know if I will or not because I'm, I already own a lot. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm allowed to buy anymore. So I might, have to like, I might have to just be like, I don't know. It fell off a truck. Yeah, so, exactly. And then I'll own it again. Uh, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, um, cool. Are you still good to, to kick around, or do you have like? Trick- yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. No trick or treaters yet. So really, what time? What time is it there? Like five o'clock? It's five o'clock. Still light yeah, up. There should be like four year olds coming up to the door in like the most adorable costumes, asking for. Not yet. You'll know that, that my two <laughs> living horror bells will come barking at the door, and that's when we'll have to wrap her up. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. Uh, so since you're, you know. With first strike, um, mm-hmm. you got any cool stories? You got any like cool like like first strike <laughs> stories? Like and, and, and you know uh, either like somebody doing something really cool with one of the markers or like one of the really cool like first strike shots? Like you got any like really badass stories? Uh, yeah, obviously you know we've we've got our pro staff guys and you know we've 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 picked a couple of the best guys when it comes to documenting those shots. Um, you know from a personal perspective. You know, the, all the pro staff guys will make fun of me because I don't get out and play as much as I probably should or ever. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's in the plans. It's in the plans. We're, we're going to do our best here this next year to to set up our our booths so we can work hard Saturday and play on Sunday. Um, so that's that's the goal. But, uh, you know, the nice thing about uh, the first strike rounds and, and changing the, the tails on them to make them a little bit brighter is it makes them much more exciting to watch, right? Um, yes. Even, uh, and, and that from, you know, just from a, a business standpoint, you know, we were pretty excited to see how excited consumers were. Again, all we did was listen to what you guys wanted and said, you know, when I got here, I said, these guys seem to want some colored browns. Let's, let's do that. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, you guys actually really like that. So we're, we're just going to continue to uh, put our ear oh, to the yeah. ground and, and try to figure out what you guys want, you know, not to segue too far from your question, but you know no, we have uh, good. We, we've got some pretty exciting stuff in the works right now. Obviously, you know there's been the drum mag uh, rumors and discussions, and <sighs> some things slipped out. Uh, that that's you know we're still plugging along there. Uh, we showed that again at at, at PBE. Um, you know, but we're realistic with dates on that. You know that was never going to be something that was going to be here inside of a year, um, but it, it, it's certainly coming. Um, and it's exciting. I, I've, I've shot it. It's pretty neat. Um, we're looking to do some more videos on that shortly, but 
you know, that's just one, that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, we've done a lot of, uh, what's the best way to put it? <sighs> Making things better here since we've, got, <laughs> um, you know, uh, when, when I came aboard two and a half years ago, um, it was, it was an interesting predicament, um, at a crossroads of, what are we going to do with this business? Again, I'm, I'm still the little brother under the UTS umbrella, um, but they needed, they needed help to, uh, to, to get this thing kind of back up and going. Um, you know, we've, we've done a lot of stuff in two and a half years. While it, you know, doesn't look like it from the outsider's perspective, uh, just, you know, the simple stuff like brand consolidation from a marketing aspect and, and making the products more robust than they've ever been. Um, you know, this year at, at extravagant, or I'm sorry, at, uh, kilo six, nine, you know, from guns coming back from a tech support standpoint, you know, we saw 10%, uh, or, you know, 90% reduction in that year over year, which wow. means, you know, the stuff that we are doing to make things more robust and, and, uh, uh, better is working. Uh, so that, that's our saving grace is we know we're going in the right direction. Um, and and again, it's nice that the niche is growing, right? So we're going to continue to chase that and uh, be who we are. Uh, we're not going to try to chase anyone else's business. I think we have a, a lot of innovative product uh, and a lot more to come. You know, the, the sky's the limit, really, from our standpoint. We think there's a lot of product that uh, hasn't been addressed at all that MagFed guys want, and we're going to continue to kind of try to push the boundaries as hard as we can on that. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. That's no, that's it's exactly what needs to happen. You just need to keep pushing to create new stuff and uh, yep. and all that jazz. Um, I got another question coming through. Uh, where'd it go? Oh, lost it. Uh, is there any is there any like world record or uh, for uh, I know what you're gonna think of us, but I actually say for like the biggest event, like the largest number of first strikes at a single event. Um, well, yeah, certainly, uh, the last, um, the last, oh, I'm drawing a blank now. The game in New York. Zero uh, hour. Zero hour. Yeah. They, they shot a lot of rounds. A lot. And, uh, a lot. <laughs> they shot a lot of rounds there. Um, thanks to guys like Adam Lang and a couple other guys out there. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I suspect that we're going to see significant growth next year. Um, you know, it, the nice thing about MagFed is, you know, attendance records are going to continue to break uh, yep. <laughs> into the foreseeable future uh, because everyone, as these games grow, more and more people are going to make a vacation out of it and to go play these. So every game that we've attended this year has has broken the record from last year. So um, yeah, there's no reason to think that, that these guys aren't going to do that. Uh, the, hopefully now the nice part with the ASTM component being done is we might be able to start bringing in new fields that uh, have been on the on the sidelines waiting for this thing to get resolved uh, to have some pretty cool events at places MagFed guys haven't been able to play or haven't been able to play with first strike rounds. Um, so we'll continue to, to, we're excited about seeing that growth. So that, that's the important part. Can't wait. Uh, yeah. I'm just waiting for more and more fields to open up. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be mm-hmm. like playing the field like all over again, like brand new first day. Cause when you get at the totally different angles uh, yep. to play from, so it's going to be exciting. And we're, we're already in touch with um, a lot of the events for next year and, and how we can help um, both, you know, really help uh, player involvement, 
what we can do to support the event. You know, again, you know, like you and I talked about, we aren't a huge, everyone likes to think we're, you know, big corporate paintball guy, but you know, really it's me and two other dudes that are <laughs> doing all this stuff. Um, so it, it makes it hard for us to go to all these events and, and events are popping up left and right. And we want to go to them all. We just, from a budget standpoint, um, you know, they'll start to frown at me if I go to every every uh, MagFed game there is out there. So we're we're going to continue to to focus on the big ones. You know, we'll be at Dominion, we'll be at Zero Hour, we'll be at Kilo. I think we're going to make an appearance in Canada next year Ooh. at Honey Badger. Yeah, oh, Honey Badger. And we're working on some neat stuff for that. So stay uh, tuned. Dude, for that. dude, dude, Honey Badger is my jam. Yeah. So. So we think, uh, you know, we, we've already been kind of talking to some of the Tier 1 guys and the field owner about doing some neat stuff there, um, which I think will really, uh, you know, burst the bubble on that thing and get a lot of players from the States and, um, you know, even Canadian guys who maybe haven't gone to play that event are going to want to go play this time. Man, can't so. wait now. I was excited for Honey Badger already, but now I'm just like, oh, yep. like, yep. can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Sage Honey wants to know how many FSRs will be shot at the FSR only game in Michigan this year. Do you well, have... that's a question. That's a question for him. That's a question for him. That's since he's hosting that game, he needs to uh, tell me so I can get <laughs> those, those things in production. So I, I know I, I'm pretty sure I know the color he wants. I they like the pink rounds up there. So uh, and that, which is really funny because those guys are 15 minutes from where I grew up in Michigan. Oh, that's cool. So you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna go down. You're gonna go hang out. And... Uh, I don't think. Uh, well, I don't know. It's too early to tell. I know I have uh, a couple of the engineers out of Fort Wayne. They're they're gonna go to the game. Uh, they're amped up about it. Um, we'll see where I'm at at that time. I'm on the road a lot, so I don't get to go do the fun stuff as much as I like to. That's how it was. Hey, look at this. Look, we've been joined by by like the ultimate first strike shooter, uh, the one and only Ashley Singleby. Slings, I just slurred his name horribly. Actually, <laughs> Slingsby. <laughs> also knows Hidden Hedgehog. What's up, buddy? I hope you can type. Or if you're just stopping by and saying hi. Whatever. Uh, he, that's, now, now, if you want to see some really cool first strike videos, you go watch Hidden Hedgehogs. Because every shot is just perfect. Mm. It's fantastic. It's great. Um, yeah, both him and, and Mark have been uh, doing a great job for us and oh, putting yeah. out that uh, content. Um, you know, the, those guys, they catch some flack here and there uh, right. from from the uh, the rest of the community. But Everybody uh, you know, catches flack from somebody. Yeah, those two guys, they do something unique. Um, you know, they, they, they access new players and players, people who don't even realize they're players, and that, that's what's exciting about their videos. Mm -hmm. I actually showed one of my coworkers today because I was just scrolling through Facebook because, you know, instead of working. And uh, I came across uh, one of his latest little uh, teaser videos. It's only like mm -hmm. 15, 20 seconds long. But yeah. I, I gave my phone to my coworker. I was like, look at this. I said, you paintball before? He goes, yeah. I said, this is a first rate ground. What the hell is a first rate ground? Just watch. And it's just when, you know, when Ashley just domes that one dude in the goggles, just pop, yep. single round. And, and the guy was just like, this is amazing. I didn't know PayPal had done this now. Time to get back on the wagon, dude. Let's go. Um, hopefully, well, we, hopefully he makes it back to for uh, Hidden Hedgehog, or Hidden Hedgehog, for Operation Honey Badger. That'd be, uh, be good to see yeah. him. Yeah, I think he'll make a, an appearance somewhere in the U.S. again next year. 
Excellent. He'll be happy to hear that. Perfect. He needs to come over to <laughs> Canada. So we're uh, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, man, we're hitting like the – we're just under the hour mark, so I think we're going to um, take two seconds because I have to – I'm obligated to, to do this. Uh, not that I'm <laughs> obligated, but I, I want uh, to actually do this. But I want to – we have to give a shout-out to the people who make this podcast remotely possible. Uh, so Tier 1 Armament is Canadian distributor for MaxTech, Karmatech, and MCS. So uh, – which, by the way, all three markers fire first strikes flawlessly. Uh, from the Mag Stack, from the TGR2 to the SAR-12 to pretty much anything recent from MCS is, is shooting that. Uh, is that fantastic? So they're the guys that actually get the marker into your hands in Canada if you're Canadian. If you're in the United States, they don't really do anything for you. Uh, same as this guy, Ripple Industries. So tactical gear, equipment, and paintball. Uh, rippleind.ca so if you're a Canadian and you need anything tactical or tactical for that matter so you need a hat you need markers you need a mask you need tactical jeans which apparently exist because I found a pair they're made by Condor uh, then then hit up his website it's fantastic he's he's super chill dude uh, it's pretty much like one guy like doing everything he shows up in fields all the time he's, Tom's a fantastic fella uh, so Definitely check out his website. Give him some love because he's probably taking your picture at some point. And, it's been, and he's got a great habit of getting into the shit to actually get the pictures taken. So awesome dude. Excuse me. Burping into my mic because I'm professional. Um, but that's it. That's, uh, that's all we got. So we're just shy of, uh, of an hour. So I think we're going to call it quits. Ben, thank you for coming on and hanging hey. out with us. And, uh, you know, talking about the ASTM, trying to clear up some of the fog around the ASTM stuff, yeah. and, and for talking about the uh, the FSC first strike compact pistol. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll, I'll try not to be a stranger. You know, uh, maybe we'll do some quarterly thing and make some more cameos. Yeah, or we'll just for sure. Make Hector or Jeff do it. You know, they, they might get some camera time too. Yeah. So next time you guys are sitting around the table and you're like, we got this really cool product, how are we going to show it off? I'm over here. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, yeah absolutely so for everyone who has uh, hung out in the comments there and 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 chatted and and posted whatnot and shared uh, thank you so much we really appreciate it and for anyone who's listening to this uh, afterwards uh, did you tell anyone about the fs minigun (laughs) ashley's just stirring up shit now yeah yeah Uh, ashley that would be i can only imagine what it would cost to run Something like that. Oh, man. That would be a blast. You guys should do it as proof of concept. Just make one. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, I'll help bankroll it somehow. I don't know how that works. We're in then. We're in. We're in. Yeah, if you use no money out of your guys' pocket, you're in. Uh, All right, cool. So thanks, everyone, again. And for everyone who's listening, who's downloaded this or streaming it off Google or iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn or wherever the hell you're finding us, uh, thank you. And that's it. That's all we got. So, again, Ben, thank you so much for hanging out. And no uh, until next week, everyone, cheers. Later.